Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Christian Parenting. Aloha friends, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here. We need to figure out what we mean to say before we say something mean. And so we're talking specifically about, you know, mommy anger, and we're obviously saying the wrong things and they're unkind things. But this applies for all of us, even if we're not being nasty, sometimes we're just being ineffective. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I'm sure that some of you just heard that clip and got really excited because Wendy Speak has been a favorite guest here on the Boy Mom Podcast. She's been on a number of times. I'll be linking to all those episodes in the show notes, but today she is back and we have such a great conversation about a topic that I think is so relatable for all of us moms. We're talking about those moments where your child says something or does something or maybe they neglect to do something and you just hit that level of frustration and you cannot think of what you want to say. In those moments, we often say something mean, something that we regret later. And yet, when that situation comes around again, we find ourselves repeating it. Tell me, does anyone out there relate to this? I know I sure do. Well, Wendy, along with her co-author, Amber Leah, wrote a book called Parenting Scripts, where they talk about the idea of thinking ahead, of being intentional, of having some ideas in your mind about what you might say about those particular situations that tend to come up again and again. And today we get practical. We talk about how it has played out in each of our lives. And I think Wendy has so much wisdom to share on this topic. So you are in for a real treat. Now, if you love Wendy, if you've read some of her books, which we're going to touch on as we open up today, but 
I have good news for you. Wendy has two different interviews in the character training course, which will open its doors for a one-week summer sale on June 15th. That's right. We have not opened this course since last fall because I was doing some updates and adding to the course and it was a busy spring. And so we have one week only to open the doors to the character training course. And I'm so excited. You will find Wendy in it in two places. One is in the early years module where Wendy and I have a great conversation about practical ways to train our little kids, our young kids in character. And then she also has an interview about mommy anger and ways that we can work through mommy anger and do better, which is very related to today's topic. And I know that some of you are already in the course and I love hearing from you and I hope you continue to get a lot out of the course and check out all the new things I've added. But for those of you who are newer around here, I just want to give you a quick snapshot of what this course is. If you're trying to figure out what I'm talking about, I created the character training course in the summer of 2020. It's a course for parents who want to raise kids of godly character, and your kids could be little kids all the way through the teenage years. And it really grew out of a chapter in Boy Mom where I talked about character, some of the things we had done as a family to try to develop character in our kids, and then especially about a difficult season we went through with one of our sons when he was a young teenager, and we really felt the need to focus on his character development. And just at the end of May, I shared an episode from that chapter, so you might want to go to episode number 159 and listen to that because that really is the heart of my chapter on character. But um, out of that grew the character training course. I was getting so many emails and so much feedback from people who are saying, we love what you shared in Boy Mom. Can you tell us more about this character training? We want to do this with our son or daughter. And I decided the best way to share it would be to have an online course where I could have short modules, um, videos that average about 10 minutes, where I walk through the foundations of character, the heart of character, and then how we might inspire character in our kids at different stages and seasons of their life. Along with that, I wanted to create downloads, things that you could print out and use, resource lists, um, inspiration and encouragement for things like helping your kids make better decisions, helping your kids choose good friends, conflict resolution and peacemaking in the home, consequences and discipline, which I know are so hard, but I wanted to just give some really helpful tools you might use. I've got interviews with great and inspiring people, with a businessman talking about character and the importance of it for the workplace, as well as Ruth Cho Simons talking about family worship and devotions, and Jonathan Pitts talking about a father-daughter relationship, and then also a video interview with my husband talking about the father's role in character development with kids, which is probably my favorite. And then at the end, I have an interview with my son, the original character training course student, where he really shares from his heart his experience, what it was like as a young young teenager when mom brought this up and how focusing on character has really transformed him, how it has changed him into the young adult he is now um, going to college and just what a difference character has made in his life. I think that one's a really good one to share with your kids and a really important part of this course. And the cool thing about all this is once you're in the course, you have lifetime access. So if you're busy this summer, you don't have time to go through all of it. You can always come back to it later, but once you're in there, you'll have access to everything that's in there now and everything I add over time and I have already been adding to it. And so it's only going to get better and better. And there is a link to the course page in show notes, but you can also find it right now if you want to go over to monicaswanson.com forward slash character dash course. 
and you can leave your name and email there if you want to be notified as soon as doors are open. So thank you for listening to all of that. I just had to share my heart for this course because next week is the big week. So spread the word to your friends. Maybe you've been waiting for the doors to open. I hope so. And uh, But today, now we get to have this wonderful interview with Wendy where we get real practical talking about parenting scripts. Because as Amber and Wendy say, when what you're saying isn't working, it's time to say something new. <laughs> Don't you love that? I do. Well, I hope you get a lot out of this interview. Hey, Wendy, it's been a little while, been a few minutes, but welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast. Yes, I have missed you. You know, I, I remember when you were Coming up with this idea, you're like, now I don't know if I'm supposed to say trembling. No, it's true. Thank you. You said she was trembling, my friends. She was trembling, and I was like, you can do it. She's like, I don't know. And I said, well, why don't you call it Monica and Friends? And then if it's too much by Mm -hmm. yourself, I'll come on (laughs) and we'll just Mm -hmm. be friends together, and we'll just have these boy mom conversations. And so I don't know what number this is for me. Maybe fourth or fifth time. Yeah, it's been quite a few, and I'll I'll be sure to link to them in the show notes. Yeah, that'll be fun. I they're all they're all fun, but I didn't go back and listen, so maybe I'll even say some of the same things again. But we it's always, okay. We always have fun. the things you say. We need to hear over and over and over, so that's okay. Well, in case there's some new listeners who don't know you, can you just give a quick introduction to who you are and what you do? Uh, sure. Well, I'm a boy mom. I have mm-hmm. three sons, and now they are all teenagers. Asher is 14, and Brody is 16, and Caleb is 18, and wrapping up his senior mm-hmm. year as we record this. Uh, hopefully, by the time you share it, Caleb <laughs> <of> six months <laughs> finished all the things. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us, y'all, are not going to the awards banquets right now. We are, you know, uh, all across the finish line, but joyfully yeah. and expectantly for the future. So that's where we are. Um, my husband is Matt, and we've been married almost 21 years, and uh, we spent the majority of our marriage in California, which is where I'm mm-hmm. from, and we just made a move back to Texas, along with all the other Californians. <laughs> That's right. This is where my husband's from, and it's it's been a busy, busy year, but it's, yeah. it's been a good one. Yeah, a busy year, a busy few years also, because you're a busy writer. Can you tell us a little about the books you've written and what maybe, maybe a sneak peek, what you're working on now, if you're sure. allowed to say. Yeah, yeah you betcha. I'm um, usually working on like four or five things at once, I think. I so. know. I, I, I have, I have mental problems. Like I'm always going, I can't even shut it down when it comes That's to the true. creative. Uh, yeah. Jesus if Wendy's that. not thinking of her own books, she's thinking of books for me and yeah. it's the best because she will leave me messages with like the most genius ideas. And I'm like, what a good friend that she actually sits around. Not that she's sitting around, but her brain is always going and thinking thoughts for her friends. Yeah, lots of creative, it. lots of creative stuff. I love it. Um, actually, my we never did a conversation about this. The first book I ever wrote was called Life Creative, and it really mm-hmm. the subtitle yeah. was something about being a Renaissance mom. And mm-hmm. so many of us, when we get into the the you know the the trenches of motherhood, mm-hmm. we lose touch. And what that that special stuff was about mm-hmm. like the things we used to enjoy doing. I was I was speaking at the great homeschool conventions. This was a few years ago, and I said to the audience there in the room, I said I was trying to encourage them to get back in touch with some of the things they enjoyed doing before mm-hmm. we had all those little people. And yep. said, what what music did you used to listen to? And it was like crickets in the room. And then someone 
said out loud with this kind of whiny voice, uh, veggie tales or, <laughs> or, you know, kids bop or like we, we couldn't even remember, right. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that, that's a fun book. And that was the it's first a great book that I wrote. And then after that, I partnered with Amber Leah and we wrote a book called Triggers. The subtitle is Exchanging Parents' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. And then we mm-hmm. followed it up with a book. And we're going to talk about it a little bit today called Parenting Scripts. Mm-hmm. And the idea is once you can figure out what your triggers are, once you can figure mm-hmm. out what it is that sets you off and makes it so you can't hold your crud in, um, mm-hmm. there's a chance that you can find a time when you're not triggered and come up with a better way, mm. you know, prepare. Yeah. I think that saying the right thing when our kids do wrong mm. is not possible without the Holy Spirit doing the work and without mm-hmm. yielding to the Holy Spirit, <laughs> not just in that moment, but outside of that moment saying, God, give me your words. Let your word shape my words. Let your scriptures mm. even shape my script of how mm. I'm going to respond to my kids when they do wrong, how am I going to say the right thing, uh, an effective yep. thing? Because so many of us yes. know what it feels like to say obviously oh. the wrong thing because it's uh, not helping. Yep, absolutely. Oh, that's so good. I can't wait. We're going to dive in and talk about that. Uh, but go ahead and catch us up to speed with what else you've done since. Okay. So it was actually in the context of that mothering group where I said, mm-hmm. what would happen if we stopped eating sugar for 40 days because we see mm-hmm. our kids bouncing all over the place, not able to control mm-hmm. themselves. Is it possible we could be calmer, kinder, mm-hmm. uh, more Christ-like? And I'll even use one of your alliterations here for that, that list, have more character, mm-hmm. right? If we weren't all jacked up on Mountain Dew and running mm-hmm. to, our, to our pantries because <clears throat> we need a handful of chocolate-covered almonds to get us through, and yet mm-hmm. we get that sugar spike and then we do the sugar crash. And is it possible mm. that taking a break would help us? So we started our 40 day sugar fast. This was eight years ago now. Mm. And, um, Has it been eight yeah. years since the online yep. first sugar yeah, fast? First wow. And we were only a couple weeks into it when that first group and I decided this is not a physical detox. This mm. is a spiritual fast. Spiritual. Because instead of turning to our sugar high to get us through, we started turning to the most high. And he doesn't just change our our diets. He changes our lives. And so, yes, we were calmer and kinder and more consistent and had more character. But he he didn't just want that for the days we weren't eating sugar. He wants that for our lives. And so Mm -hmm. it became a very purposeful um, annual event we did where we were saying, I'm not going to run. Yes, of course, I'm not going to run to sugar, but I'm not going to run to anything to get me through my day. Mm -hmm. I want to intentionally grow hungry for Christ. So we started Mm -hmm. fasting in order to feast. And then after that one, I said, what else are we running to? And everybody in Mm -hmm. chorus yelled, our phones, social media. Social media, yes. The numb of the scroll to get us through our stressful days. And so we started doing a 40-day social media fast. So now there's a book, The 40-Day Sugar Fast, and another book, The 40-Day Social Media Social Media Fast. But then I kept getting emails from people after those two fasts saying, can we keep going? <laughs> 40 days isn't enough. 40 days isn't enough. Well, and I thought what they were asking is, can we keep fasting? 
And so at the mm-hmm. point, yeah, sure, you know, do it again. Invite some other friends to do it with you. But then it occurred to me, they're not asking to keep on fasting. What I'm hearing from people is a hunger to keep on feasting. And mm-hmm. yet I think as a generation of Bible believers, we're not Bible readers. And therefore, we can't be Bible mm. feasters. Wow. Someone teach me how to open up, dive in, gobble up, ingest, and then digest God's word. On my mm. So it's not just mm-hmm. a Sunday feast or maybe a Tuesday morning Bible study with some ladies from my church, but how do I feast regularly? Can we keep mm. going? That's what they asked. So now I'm about to launch a book called The 40 Day Feast. And I'm super Yay. excited about that. And then uh, it feels like it's right around the corner, but I'm so excited about that. That's going to be so good. So good. Oh, Wendy, I think that after describing all your books, anybody who didn't know you already has been filling their Amazon cart right now while you're talking because they're all so rich. So, well, And I love how they, they snowball one into the next. I do. It's just, yep. it's just my mothering journey. I mean, yep. with Christ, trying mm-hmm. to, how do I fit myself back into a life creative? Gee, I'm triggered with my kids. What's that saying about <laughs> me? What does God's word have to teach me? And wow, I, I really need to come up with some better responses when my kids do wrong. And now that I've pinpointed them, is there anything else? Is it hurting my mothering? I, I say yeah. sugar doesn't make a mom sweet. Is it hurting my mothering that I'm mm, sugar yeah. instead of turning to my sweet savior? And how about the fact yeah. I'm turning to my phone to get me through my mothering days? How is that affecting my family? Not well, most of totally. So oh, it's so good. How they, they've rolled one it is. Next. And you would have never known at the beginning, but that's just how the Lord works, right? He just leads us. And thanks to all of your work, you're blessing a whole lot of women and men, I'm sure, um, and families all over the world. So love your work, love your friendship, and um, just all the, all the fun um we call them sticky statements. If anyone listening is a writer, you might know, but Wendy speaks in these beautiful poetic phrases that I laugh because you read her book and it's so beautiful, but she actually speaks that way too. When we leave messages, she can't help it. So yeah, no, I, do, I, born... I do make fun of myself. I mean, sometimes I <laughs> just this last week, I was leaving a message for, for Monica and another one of our, our writerly friends. And I was again, talking alliterations or something. I was like, oh my God, yeah. listen to me. <laughs> anyway, it's fun. It's fun. It is so much fun. Okay. But today we're going to just go right back to that parenting scripts topic, because of course I hear from parents all the time. I'm a parent and there is absolutely no doubt that responding to our kids' behaviors, bad behaviors, um, kids' mistakes, kids' sins, uh, responding to our own stress, our own family stress, our personal issues can be really difficult. And when you're in the heat of the moment, it can be really difficult. And I've confessed many times that one thing that does not come real natural to me is thinking one step ahead. It's that being prepared for what you want to say or do And I love the topic of parenting scripts because really it goes beyond just the words we say. You talk about parenting scripts sometimes being silence or sometimes being a consequence. And I just think this book was absolutely genius. This topic is so important. And for anyone who struggles because you continue to repeat maybe the same 
reaction, the same phrase. Maybe you, you know, like me back in the day, I know when my kids were young, my, my temper was just the, the biggest challenge in my life. And I can remember lying in bed and just going back over what I'd said wrong, beating myself up, yeah. so disappointed. And then the next day, guess what I did? <laughs> Same thing. Just repeat yeah. it all again. So yeah. let's dive in and talk a little bit about the heart of parenting scripts. And, and this is really about intentional parenting, but um, maybe give us a little more introduction to the topic. And then I would love to bring up some specific scenarios okay. and how you might encourage moms who are facing something, whether it is bedtime issues, sibling squabbling, um, you know, kids who are talking back. Uh, but first, just give us a little bit more about the idea of scripts. Sure. And like I mentioned, it, it rolled out of the first book by Amberlia and myself called Triggers. So we were talking mm -hmm. about those angry reactions. We were confessing, okay, in this specific scenario, I do wrong. My kid does wrong, and so I respond in like. They slam a door, I slam a door. They roll their eyes, I roll my eyes. They're sassy, I'm sassy. That's just, that's that's not going to help them. You know, they whine mm -hmm. and complain, and so I whine and complain thinking that's mm -hmm. to stop whining and complaining, and it does yes. And one, mm. of the, one of the, quote, unquote, sticky statements that we have in the book <laughs> is we need to figure out what we mean to say before we say something mean. And so mm -hmm. we're talking specifically about, you know, mommy anger, and we're obviously saying the wrong things and they're unkind things. Mm -hmm. But this applies for all of us, even if we're not being nasty, sometimes we're just being ineffective. Absolutely. Our kids do wrong and we have a response. And sometimes I'll share mm -hmm. my responses with um, Monica and she'll say, Wendy, that's such a good response. Just really well done. And I'll have to call her back and say, yeah, but I've been doing <laughs> it's not working, and it's not effective. So oh. whether it's good or not, I think it was mm -hmm. Einstein that said that the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over mm -hmm. and expecting a different result. Yeah. So I'm not talking about um, long suffering, perseverance and parenting, doing the right thing. I'm saying is it possible that when my kids keep getting out of bed every single time I put them down mm -hmm. multiple times and they're crying and I'm crying and I'm doing this X, Y, and Z, is it possible if that's not working, I should spend some time coming up with a different response, a more yes. effective. And I'm trying to stop using the word that was bad or that was good because mm. I know that our intentions is to be good and do good towards those kids. So mm -hmm. it's not about if it's good or not. So the question is, is it effective? Not is it good or is it bad? Um, because we can have the intention of being good as moms all the time. Sure. But we don't yes. just want to say good things. We want those good things to be effective. We want to train our yes. children um, in the way they should respond, <laughs> um, yes. not just not just get compliance for the moment. So, um, so good. And this isn't just about our parenting. I mean, there are other things in our life. And I love your story, Monica, about you know feeling bad at the end of the day, but then waking up <sighs> and doing it again. I I have a such a clear memory of my husband reaching over one night with me crying in bed about how I just messed up again, and he mm -hmm. touched me. He's like, "Just go to sleep. God's mercies are are waiting for you tomorrow morning." And I turned mm -hmm. on him and I spat. But I'm just gonna pick him up and do the same thing with those new mercies <laughs> that I did today. 
And oh. that was around the time that I realized, oh, oh. Interesting. So how do I not? Yes. Yes. Right? Oh, That's yes. It's not going to happen naturally, but it can happen supernaturally. Supernaturally, yeah. But that doesn't just mean, because I spent, I spent a, a good chunk of those early years saying, God, where's the fruit? Where's the mm. love, joy, patience, and all the other, mm. you know, wonderful pieces of fruit dangling from the laurels of my life? Where are they? Because I'm abiding mm. in you. I'm abiding mm. in your word. Your word's abiding in me. So where's the fruit? Where's and the fruit? At that point, I realized, oh, I actually have to do some muscular work. Mm-hmm. I have to pinpoint mm-hmm. what I'm doing wrong or mm-hmm. what is ineffective. Ineffective, right. And then I need to not just ask God to show up supernaturally in the moment, but I need mm-hmm. to consider what could be more effective. Yes. What could be so more good. effective? And this isn't just with our kids. I mean, this is in life. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw Monica and Dave under the bus here, but just recently Monica had reached out and said, in this one parenting situation, we are at odds with each other. Mm-hmm. And I encourage her. I guess it was a marriage script. I said, mm-hmm. figure out when you're not having those problems, how you can bring it up so that you can start mm-hmm. on the same page. But that's a script that you need Absolutely. to come up with for your time with your husband so that yes. you can be on the same page with your script when you're going to sure. with a with your, I mean, even a for sure. Son, right? Yes. Oh, and this absolutely applies to marriage. You could write the the marriage scripts book next because I think how often we do have those same conversations over and over and it's late at night and you're tired and you're like, right. why would I why would I try that when it, you know, 26 years in human nature. It's crazy. Okay, but one thing I love too in this book is that you touch on the scripts we need to say to ourselves even. And so I think sometimes before we even start to work on what new scripts do we need in our parenting, what new scripts do we need to say to ourselves? And and that sometimes just unlocks the next step because we need to be in the right headspace. And sometimes we need to encourage ourselves, preach the gospel to ourselves. Um, Why don't you touch on that? And then I'm going to throw out a couple of the most common issues I hear about from parents that you can. So yeah. How about our, how about scripts to ourselves? Internal scripts. scripts. Um, And yes, preaching to our own heart before we can put something good in we got to dump something bad out, right? Or mm. ineffective. We have to dump that with <laughs> and start, start dumping in, pouring in what is effective. And I found that to be true with our internal scripts. I mean, I can load myself up full of all sorts of pep talks, but I have to, I have to chase down the negative root systems that have, you know, mm. really found ground in my heart yeah. and in my mind. Yeah. Scripture. It says, "Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Mm -hmm. whatever is admirable, think about those things." Yeah, Yeah, that's that's I believe Philippians four. And so I want to do that, God. And I remember when my kids were probably oh, let's see, oh maybe four, six, and eight. Three, five, and seven. You you know the years I'm talking about. Just mm-hmm. overwhelming ones. And I heard them down the hall 
just having problems, just bickering at each other. Mm-hmm. It was it just everything they said felt like the straw that broke the mom's back. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I was folding laundry that I had probably done. Oh, I don't know. Three days before, and it was just crumpling mm. at the foot of my bed, and somehow I was meant mm-hmm. to sleep there too. And I remember out of my mouth came the words, I hate this. I hate this. Mm-hmm. Now, I was yeah. alone in my room. But what mm-hmm. I realized is, well, what is that verse? It says, out of the mouth, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. Yes. So yes. I knew that those words weren't just words, they were heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For me. You were seeing a little bit of your heart right there. I mm-hmm. was. Uh, luckily, it came out when I was by myself. Sure. But I yes. realized in that moment, if I don't uproot that, mm. it will come out to my children. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I mean, I have, I have made mistakes. So I'm not, I'm not trying to say I've heard someone say X, Y, and Z. I mean, I know I've said wrong things too. But I've heard mothers, you know, yanking their kids around mm. the grocery store, which, by the way, is no fun. I get it. Sympathy to everyone. That can be really mm-hmm. hard. But I remember hearing one woman say those hateful kind of words, like, I hate mm-hmm. this. You won't mm-hmm. Y and Z, right? Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I was like, I do not want to throw my hate. Like, that's a mm. problem that I have internally. Mm-hmm. God, you got you to help uproot that. So that I might love the blessings you've given me and that I might Mm. love the help of your Holy Spirit. So Mm -hmm. I just want to surrender. I want to confess that this is a sin Mm. to you, a sin to my own heart that you were trying to bless when you made me the mother to these three boys. Mm -hmm. Mm. And would you, Holy Spirit, just uproot that pride? I don't hate this. You are a good gift giving God. And I just had to do some deep, like fingers in the soil Mm-hmm. Needs before I could plant a display of righteousness in my heart. Yeah. Good fruit bearing trees, right? Mm. That's where it says that you, you can look at a tree and you can know what kind of tree it is by its yeah. fruit. Mm-hmm. And I knew mm-hmm. that my tree was not bearing good fruit. So I had to right. do some rooting there. Um, and that takes some real honesty, I think. I mean, whether you catch it in the moment or you are up in the morning and just asking the Lord, search my heart, mm. see if there's any offensive ways in me. And I think in an honest moment, we're all going to hear something if we ask that question yep. because we're all sinners. And so I think it's a, it's a uncomfortable, but an important question to ask the Lord um, in our parenting and just in our lives. So replacing those lives with true wow. scripts. And so I started doing that and I started saying, I don't, you know, I, I don't hate this. I love Mm-mm. this. And the mm-hmm. fact that I was folding laundry at the moment and they were harping on each other down the hall, I could just turn that into prayers. Mm-hmm. I pray for these sons. I pray mm-hmm. for their relationship with each other. And I ask mm-hmm. that you would give me a long suffering, persevering, mm-hmm. enduring mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And so that when it comes to our internal scripts, we just have to remember what's true and what's right. Mm-hmm. And yes. And you're right. Yes. That verse that you shared, search me, oh God, know my heart, mm. know my mm-hmm. internal dialogue. Uh, so yeah. There be any hurtful, hurtful to myself. And as a consequence, as a result, flowing out of me and hurtful to the people I love. Mm-hmm. Yes. Show me that God. And then mm-hmm. form that, sanctify me in your truth. 
your word is truth. So let me let me start to look more like you and less like me. Let me start to hear your words about me rather than my words about me. Mm-hmm. Words about me. Um, yes. That, that, that internal script is a huge one. It is huge. That is so helpful. Thank you, Wendy. Well, you were mentioning folding your laundry while the kids were down the hall in doing whatever they were doing. Yeah. Um, Let's just assume that maybe there was some sibling squabbling going on there. And so I'm looking at chapter seven right now when siblings fight. And maybe even here on the podcast, we've touched on it before, but I love your analogy of the boxing ring. And what is mom's role when the kids are in that boxing ring? And we are... um, there to coach them, to referee them, but not to get in the ring with them. And so walk us through that. Cause I think that analogy stuck with me so well. And when my kids fight, I often think of that. Or, yeah. Even as they grow yeah. older. And mm-hmm. you know, when you were speaking the analogy back to me, I could see it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm in the same house where I was just telling you about my internal script. I'm mm-hmm. still there folding the, the clothes. And I can see down the hall to where they are. And I see that that picture of three little boys in a boxing ring. And um, and I think the tendency for most of us, and I, and I do encourage anyone listening, imagine, like picture where in your mm. that takes place. It won't take mm. you long, like you know. Mm-mm. Yes, you do. It feels like to stomp into their room or to stomp out into the backyard or to stomp mm-hmm. in the living room or whatever, and to come with all your energy, mm. your fighting energy, because they are fighting and you've taught mm-hmm. them not to fight and say, so you fight <laughs> them to get them to not fight, right? Right. Uh, right. But when we come into that room, remembering that we're there to coach them from the outside of the ring. Not Mm -hmm. to open up the ropes and step onto the mat with them and start swinging with our own words, thinking that that'll be effective. Right. But instead we say, no, the coach in a boxing match stays on the outside of the ropes. Mm -hmm. And at first you hear that ding, 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 ding. Everybody to your your corners, right? Yes. I pull them apart. I mean, not literally. There's never been that kind of fighting. Some of you are probably listening going, well, then you don't know what I'm dealing with. But Mm -hmm. the imagery of getting them apart. And I never use the term, you're going to go to a timeout. I don't think there's anything wrong with the term timeout. But I Mm -hmm. like the imagery of the timeout, where it relates Mm -hmm. to the the boxing ring, because everyone needs to go to their corners. And if they're sharing a room and you got, you know, four kids in bunk beds in one room, you can still find different places for them to go yes. and calm down. And as mm-hmm. they grow into the teen years, is the same idea. And I think that they need it even more than ever because of their brain mm-hmm. development. Yes. Their, their logical reasoning brain parts aren't mm-hmm. the amygdala firing. They don't have the ability to calm down mm-hmm. when they're swinging with their whether it's their fists or their work, yes. it's not yes. possible. And so right. I didn't want it to be a negative, you're in a timeout. It's, I want it right. to be positive. Right. You obviously need some time. Mm. So I would yes. say, why don't you go do Legos in your room? Hey, Caleb, why don't you go to your room and finish that book you were reading? Mm. Or, yes. or pick up your guitar or draw or whatever. Yes. But we need a good chunk of time apart from each other. Right. Yes. I, I love on this topic. I was just going to say, I know David Thomas, who will be on 
very soon on the podcast, he talks about having a space in your home where there are physical things mm-hmm. um, for boys and girls, but especially boys, whether it's a small trampoline or some weights or a punching bag, because that's really something they need in those moments, especially to go to their corner and just kind of work some things out physically. Right. So I love that. Mm-hmm. And it might be strumming a guitar or like you said, building Legos, but doing yeah. something that just give yeah, a an break outlet. so that whatever the problem was can mm, so true. And then it's back to the imagery of joining them in their corner. As a coach, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, we we often would tell our boys, we don't want to fight with you, but we will mm. fight for you. But mm, joining yeah. you in those moments to fight, quote unquote, for you when they're all amped up is yep. effective. You know, I keep coming back to that word. It's not that you're doing bad; it's you can't be effective because their brains and their hearts are soft and supple and receptive. And you're probably amped up too. So you're not uh-huh. going to necessarily do it the way you would want to. Instead, you'll be like Monica and myself going to bed going, I did that again. Mm, totally. And then the other part of it is really what the heart of parenting scripts is. You need to be prepared for it. So even mm. in this moment, just acknowledge my kids, if you have kids that will that, that argue and you know fight in some way with each other, they're going to keep doing that. I want to learn to do things differently before Mm -hmm. I expect them to do things differently. Mm, I want to do things differently. So maybe I'll do it's their job, right? You've I've quoted you so many times to do wrong. It's (laughs) our job to teach them to do right. But if we join them in the wrong, we won't be able to train them to do. Mm -mm. Now, Mm -mm. I can also say, and I I know I've not said this on one of Monica's um, interviews before, because it's something I'm learning. They might still grow up to be men, women, choose to do wrong in their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you train them, even if you were calm and kind mm-hmm. and consistent and mm-hmm. like an actor, mm-hmm. they might still refuse your training. Mm-hmm. And that God gave them that gift mm-hmm. of free will, mm-hmm. not yep. to choose Him, but to choose character for themselves yeah. but we can model it we can't do it in the heat of the moment if we have not planned it mm-hmm. so yes. that's why we need to be really intentional and come up what am I going to say when my brother mm-hmm. my kid walks in and says you know my brother did this this and this oh wait a minute I prepared for a response I've prepared right oh I know what I'm going to say and now yes like they, they won't even come to me because they can they hear it in their minds Oh, right. Mom's going to tell me because mm-hmm. I'm going to come in and complain that he hit me or he took my toy away or, you know, he's going to tattle mm-hmm. on me. So I'm tattling first. She's going to tell me, honey, you do you. I have no yeah. doubt that your brother did wrong. Mm-hmm. But how can you do right in this moment? Yes. And that's yes. my parenting script whenever there's tattling. And I mean, so good. I say it even when it's obvious that the brother did wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, they won't be able to control their brother, but they can control right. themselves. And then I'll circle around and I'll address the, you know, the wrongdoing. Sure. But, in that- but that's a life lesson for life lesson. so many other situations that they're going to face the rest of their life. Yep. And I love that well, because these scripts are. Moms, it's, it's for us. Hey, they're going to do wrong. Yes. But 
I yes. can do me. I can right. do that. Mm-hmm. You're only responsible for what you can do. So important. And I I love that, you know, I think a lot of parents might hear that term parenting scripts and think it's going to be something long. I have to memorize. It's going to have to have scripture. Sometimes these are just little short statements that you say over and over to the point that they do internalize them and know them without you having to say a word. And then you keep saying them anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know what? I, I know that I'm not the only one that can say. I'm a good lecturer. Parenting scripts <sighs> helped me. Yes. Not lecture. Instead, oh, I love I it. craft short, pithy, memorable. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they were, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, I don't know if you have a kid that every time you're at the dinner table, they're out of the chair constantly like up, up, mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. up, up, up. Mm-hmm. And so I would say once your bottom's in the chair, it does not get in the air. And they don't <laughs> lecture, you know, right. momentum. They didn't need to hear all again about how if they honor me, it's going to go well for them. Like, I can just, I start talking and all of a sudden I'm, I'm lecturing them about all the Bible verses. It's just, <laughs> yeah. so these parenting scripts help me to stay focused on the moment in a way that is going to be more effective. So good. Okay. I want to touch on bedtime because I've got a few emails recently from people struggling with a bedtime routine. Um, and while you're talking about these, you know, short, these statements, I'm laughing thinking about bedtime because recently my boys told me that they will put on my tombstone. What do you call it? The thing you put the... Yeah, your epitaph uh, around the tomb. My epitaph. Yes, yes. Um, that I've gotten to the point where I've simplified the bedtime routine so much that I say, brush, floss, and go to bed. Brush, floss, and go to bed. They're like, we're going to rain. That's like, brush, floss, go to bed. I'm just yeah. like, so done. Yeah. So, but you talk about the early years. Yeah. This is this is the teenagers I'm just yeah. hollering at. And I, even then, will usually go to their room and give them a little love. But uh, you've talked about the struggles yeah. in those years when kids are getting up and getting up and you're losing your mind and it's so hard because we're tired at the end of the day. Yes. Um, give us just maybe a couple examples. You've got a lot of good scripts for bedtime. Yes. Well, I, I think that I was, you're right. At the end of the day, it is so hard because you're already so poured out and tired. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And for me, it was amplified because I always thought that that the bedtime was going to be like the golden time yeah. of parenting. Like this, mm-hmm. like all the hard work is worth it. Because yeah. we're going backs and, and speaking blessing over our kids and come. And then they just go straight to sleep. And yes. So I, I nice try. doubly hard. Like not only was, was I already all poured out, but I had a couple of my kids um, are very oppositional. So even when they're happy, they'll disagree mm-hmm. just because mm-hmm. of their, um, their nature. Mm-hmm. And um, and you can do a whole lot of character training, but you got to choose those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I continue to pray for them that they will. But um, right. I could see that most at bedtime, no matter how I intended to love them well. Mm-hmm. They just, they, they would take all the yeses and they would keep asking for more until they mm-hmm. went out. And I know mm-hmm. that they're not the only ones. I see that in a lot of people, oh, yeah. right? And and again, this is their job. They want to know where the boundaries lie. Yep. It's their job to push against boundaries so they know where they lie. It's just in all yep. things. And that's the same at 
bedtime. So if we go into uh, parenting with very porous boundaries, that will be exhausting for us. Mm. I don't mean to go in with rigid, unloving boundaries. You can be very loving and have boundaries. So mm-hmm. one of the parenting scripts for bedtimes that I think was most effective was, I, and I planned it ahead of time. I stood at the doorway to my then maybe eight-year-old, eight I don't know, maybe I even say in the book how old he was, I don't remember anymore, went to his room and I said, all right, Kayla, before I come in, I want you to tell me three things that I did for you today that blessed your thoughts off. Mm. He looked at me like I was crazy and then smiled and he said, well, you made us bacon. I'm like, yes. <laughs> when? Yes. Right. Like we can just stop there, right? Right. Bacon for breakfast. And you took me to the park and you picked up Cooper so he could come with us. And I was like, okay, that's enough. That's a, like, that's a lot of blessing right there. It's a big day. Yeah. He's smiling at me and I said, okay, now before I cross the threshold into your bedroom, I want you to tell me three things that I can do for you during packing that would really bless you. Mm. And he said, uh, will you tickle my back and sing me my blessing and tell me a story about Uba Zuba and Duba. So it was a story that I used to make up every night with about three brothers named Uba Zuba and Duba. And I said, I did those three things. And then I said, Kayla, that was so special. I love blessing you, but we're done now. So you're not going to come out or call out. And then tomorrow be on the lookout because there's going to be more blessing. Mm-hmm. Out and he didn't get out. Mm. Um, and it's not that it worked every single night, but it, it, right. allowed, us, it allowed me to say, mm-hmm. oh, I can do something different. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that it's always going to work, but I can have other plans and be prepared. Yes. Yes. Oh, I just love it. It's so, so obvious and yet we miss it (laughs) so often. I mean, how many other areas of life do we know that we need a plan? We need to um, be intentional. And yet with parenting, somehow we just seem to think we're just going to fly by the seat of our pants and it's all going to go fine. And it it rarely works out like that. Um, You have some other bedtime stories and and Amber as well has some great uh, bedtime stories that people will find in the book and I love it. Um, do we have just a, a quick moment to touch on something that might more come up into the teenage years? Um, and that is chapter 15. You talk about when your children sin, obviously children start sinning from the get go, but when we're dealing with them getting a little bit older and like you touched on, the reality is they're going to make some choices that aren't things you've taught them or the direction you've hoped they would go. Um, Talk to us about using scripts uh, in into the tween teenage years, uh, whether or not our kids choose to respond how we want them to. What do scripts look like in the teenage years? Yeah, really good. Um, I think those are two different topics that you just mentioned. So just very quickly, let me say, I work very hard to not be afraid of sin. I know that I came to my Savior because I was in touch with my sin. Mm -hmm. And when we start parenting from fear, we Mm -hmm. will most of the time react um, with really big emotions. Mm -hmm. And so I try to stay calm. I try to internally talk myself off of the ledge. Mm -hmm. You're doing wrong. Like this is little boy, big boy, little girl, big girl. 
um, mm-hmm. find out, oh no, they've done this, or they've looked at that, or, you know, whatever it looks sure. like or sounds like in your family, or they're just nasty in how they respond to you. Mm-hmm. Take a moment to remember that the Savior came to save sinners. Mm-hmm. No, we don't want our kids to sin. But this is the doorway through which Jesus comes yep. to life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I love most about Monica's newsletters is that she sometimes gets a thumbs up from her kids to even still share some of the stories of mm-hmm. she looks for real life opportunities to transition mm-hmm. into the real message of the good news of the gospel. Of mm-hmm. So, okay, Levi. Okay, Luke, <laughs> this, but don't you see that all that talking we do about why Jesus came, like he came for this. Yeah. Those are some of my favorite scripts. If I can stay calm and not freak out about whatever their yeah. is, those are opportunities to share the gospel with our kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, then you also said, so tween and teen years, um, they are different and the struggles are different. Mm-hmm. And, um, just the other day, I sent a text out to a couple friends and I said, I need some scripts, not when they're doing something specific. I mean, when we're just breathing in the same room together, it's Mm. hard for me right now to not, I don't, I don't necessarily think of it as nagging, but it probably is. At least I'm Mm -hmm. positive about all the things they could be doing that is more more, like productive (sighs) to the point where do I ever just say, like, do we ever just have conversation? Yeah. How do I, how do I do it? And so I said, what are some conversation starters? When your kid's behind in their schoolwork, when their room is a mess, when they have had a stink eye towards you, what are some conversations? What are some Mm. say that just Mm. like relationship? So, okay, I'm curious what you did. You get anything back? I'm so curious. What other moms? I I did one of them today. Um, So, here at the end of the school year, this is my homeschooled kid, and um, we needed to pick up a book that someone had borrowed from us, and we were going to go do it. And, um, and I said, oh, let's have a Starbucks date and then pick up this book. And it doesn't matter how grumpy or how much stink I was doing me. If I throw out Starbucks dates, all of a sudden he's like, hands. And then we got in the car and, um, I don't necessarily like most of the music that he chooses. Um, however, every time he's listening to music, if there's a song I like, I'll say, add that to our playlist. So on, mm. on we have a, a playlist called Brody and Mom's Playlist. And it's full of, you know, Macklemore and Justin Bieber and, you know, all these different artists that I don't necessarily listen to. But, oh, I like that song. Oh, I like, oh, and that. Sure. Yeah. And so we got in the car. I said, put on our playlist. Um, and all of the angst just sort of moved mm. away. But yeah. I wouldn't think of those things off the cuff. I mean, maybe sometimes I would, but this is the, this is parenting scripts. Yeah, 2.0, you know, this it is not, how do I get mm-hmm. to stay in bed? This is now in the teen years, take mm-hmm. the same ideas and, and I'll text Matt during the day saying, Hey, Brody did really well today on X, Y, and Z. If you're looking mm. for something to praise him on when you get home, yeah. those are yes. cool things. And so I love we're that. trying to kind of like tag team because we're in a season where we're having a hard time finding the positives. Right. Oh, I, I just appreciate that so much. And I think anyone listening with kids in that age range will 
agree that it does take the next level of intentionality. And, and I'll say too, even with kids away at college, it's easy to get on the phone and say, how are the classes? Have, are you eating healthy? What are you just checking all these boxes? And it's like, Ooh, maybe what, what could I bring up that would get this yeah. conversation so flowing? In that conversation, yeah. I'm like, if you had texted me, what are some good conversation starters when I call my teen at college? Yeah. I would say, um, ask him what was the, who has he met anybody in the cafeteria later lately? Like right, right. friends, tell me about them. And yes, you know, what was the funniest yes. thing that happened in one of your classes this year? And just right things. But those yes. When I get on the phone with like with my kid or around at the dinner table with my kid, mm-hmm. they're not coming naturally in this season. I wish that mm-hmm. I have any mm-hmm. people that just roll that way. Mm-hmm. For me and the way that I've been dealing with some of our personal struggles. I'm just not naturally doing that right mm. now. So I'm mm. intentionally preparing for that. I love it. I love it. And it just keeps going. And uh, I'm sure for the rest of and, and all relationships, right? I have a friend who's really good at this intentional stuff. And she used to get an app that gave her daily updates about the sport that her son loved that she knew nothing about That's cool. so that she could bring up what was going on in the professional baseball league, you know, and, and she could bring up who got a record. And I just was really impressed with that. And she does the same thing before date nights. She will um, go to a news app and just because they made an agreement that on their dates, they wouldn't talk about their children. And she was a stay at home mom. And she thought, what else do I have to talk about? So she would read the news so that over dinner, she could have an intelligent conversation with her husband. And and again, that's just, that's wonderful. Isn't that good? Okay. Well, I, could keep going on this conversation, um, but you know we'll have you back, and hopefully it won't be so long. We need to have part two. Um, I'm sure that some listeners will have follow-up questions, and hopefully they will leave those for us, and maybe we'll gather those and continue this conversation. But if someone wants to just right now grab their phone and track you down, tell us the best place to find and follow you. Sure. Um, well, you when I'm not doing the 40-day social media fast, you can find <laughs> me on Instagram, Wendy Speak, um, or on on um, Facebook there as well. If you'd like to join me for one of the 40 day sugar fasts or even an offline 40 day social media fast, you can go to 40 day It's the number four zero 40 day or 40 day social media fast.com. And mm. you're thinking of doing Monica's character training course. Mm. I'm, I'm a guest with her where we're talking more about raising kids of character Mm-hmm. It often starts with being moms of character. So mm-hmm. I hope that you'll join us there as well. Yes. So great. Oh, I just love doing life in ministry and parenting alongside you, Wendy. Thank you for taking time to chat with us today. Absolutely. friends. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I hope it was a big encouragement to you. And if it was, I would sure appreciate it if you would consider taking a screenshot of this episode on your phone and sharing it to your social media stories. If you're sharing on Instagram, be sure to tag me at Monica Swanson underscore. And I love seeing those. They always encourage me and I try to share them as well. Now we will have links to everything we talked about over in show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 161. We've got so many great episodes coming up this summer. And of course, next week is the big kickoff doors opening to the character training course. So I hope you can be a part of that. Thanks for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha.